Welcome to Indie Music Live, episode 234. I'm JoJo Keys, as always. And look who's here this week. It's yeah. Mr. David Werba. Dave, I just got to tell you, man, I hope that uh, you didn't watch the episode last week. <laughs> I just did today, actually. Is that, is that true? Like my, we, is it true we both only missed one? Yeah. Episode? No, you've missed, you've missed two now. Two in six years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and I wasn't worried. I was a little worried about tonight because I got my second shot, COVID shot, uh, yesterday. So I was. There's a couple of points today where I'm like, oh, I'm really chilly. Yeah. But overall, it was fine. I was a little worried because I'd react bad to uh, flu shots. You going to? Uh, you going to get shot? Um, maybe eventually. <laughs> maybe like version six or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just didn't want to rush and get the ver- the first iteration of it. Uh, well, I wouldn't be allowed to live in my apartment anymore if I didn't. My wife would probably kick me out. So, wow. Okay. I don't really have a choice, but I would have got it anyway. I don't get flu shots, though, because they make me sick. Neither they do really I. Do my whole life, it. man. People yeah. say it's not supposed to happen, but I beg to differ because it happens to me all the time. So, anyway, anything new with you before we get started? No, it's just, it's just yeah, my, my other work. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be launching some new stuff soon. Obviously, focused a lot on nfts uh and getting into designing some series for some artists and uh potentially some musicians too so yeah exciting times and it just yeah last week just couldn't get out of these meetings and they were pretty important so so important man so yeah important. i'm jealous i only dream of being as important as david werba oh man. anyway oh, i'm totally man. um cool so we have uh, some cool music here tonight. Desmond Parson uh, got me thinking his new single. If you remember him, he's a past featured artist a few months back and uh, we're getting ready. It's way behind, but it's, um, excuse me. It's getting ready to post the review of this tune. So it's perfect timing to be on the show. We also have a uh, featured artist from the NYC, Mr. Jack Broza, and he's waiting now patiently to uh, talk to us. And then we also have uh, another Repeat client, Nick Dwayne, with his song, new song, Anything, which is also going to be posted on the website very soon. So, uh, Rob, when you're ready, I know you're in your hotel room naked and everything, but uh, let's go ahead and listen to the first tune of the night. Desmond Parson. Got me thinking. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. That's right. I need confirmation, confirmation. Nothing 
Desmond Parson, past featured artist with his new single. Um, Jojo Keys, as always, 234 episodes we've done of this God blessed show. Um, <laughs> so, Dave, you're saying that <clears throat> you had some thoughts about some of the production um, on this. First off, I hear a lot of what you're talking about. I really like the song overall. He's got like those weird changes that kind of makes the musical ear, like, if you're not really sure what's going on, it actually kind of makes you just be like, well, wait a minute, that's really weird. But it's, you know, a lot of pretty chords, a lot of the major seven chords are always nice to hear. We were talking about his vocals a little bit. I, th- I don't think those vocals. I know for me, um, he's a great, great singer. But for some reason, I think some of the chorus effects and the tra- and the stacks and, the, and like the layerings and stuff caused some like phasing issues or something. I'm not really sure, but it sounded a little out of tune. It's hard to describe. Yeah. I mean, that that's pretty close to how I would say it. I mean, I, I, I love Desmond stuff, man. He's been on the show, his past me. Yeah. You know, we were talking about his, uh, his connection to Stevie wonder. That's kind of big influence of her, his, I even hear it in this as well, but, but yeah, I, and I don't mean to just uh, focus only on this, but it was, some of those effects, like pulsating effects, it, uh, it's hard to describe like uh, the way it was kind of removing all noise just for a, a brief moment. Mm. And it, it was kind of an unsettling effect in the ears. I hear what you're saying now. That's you a know, lot of editing-ish things. Yeah, like there, I had the headphones like on. I'm grooving it. I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the groove. And then it, it was just kind of a weird feeling it gave me. Like it was uncomfortable. Um again music is art so you know maybe he wanted to keep people on their toes or maybe this was an experiment but yeah as always i'm just being honest the way i was feeling uh during those parts uh yeah it was as an artist overall i think he's one of the best we've had on on the site oh yeah uh, overall over all the time um great keyboard player great singer i think he does all his own production so i mean it's really 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 cool so we just like to get a little picky here sometimes so desmond don't be mad at us man um so <laughs> so we'll bring in uh, tonight's featured artist it's uh mr jack broza from new york city manhattan he actually gave me his address earlier so I'm, i'll just i'll put it in the in the description down below and then you guys can go knock on his door his apartment what b right okay that's what i thought so jack how you doing man so uh, this is your chance to kind of give your elevator pitch if i was walking down the street and i was like oh my god it's jack Brosa. what do you do give us a little spiel about who you are and what you're doing and then we're going to take a listen to lifeline for sure yeah my name is jack Brosa. thanks for having me on excited to be here um i am a guitarist songwriter composer um and I come from a family of musicians. I'm a third generation musician. Grew up with a piano player, composer. My grandfather is also um, Very cool. a arranger, piano player. Um, and these days I'm primarily focused on songwriting and working on um, both songwriting and the production of trying to make some challenging music uh, with accessible lyrics, I guess is a quick way. Cool. So give us a quick little uh, summary of Lifeline, then we'll come right back. Sure. Lifeline is the last track, the fourth of four tracks off of a EP I just put out called Not That Deep. Um, the whole EP runs continuously, so I encourage everyone to check out the whole thing because it um, sort of falls into one larger piece. Um, it is a song that features uh, my friend Griffin Brown on vocals, um, on 
and some of my vocals as well. And it's pretty murky and sad, but also I think um, intriguing and sort of explosive. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Cool. So as soon as Rob puts some pants on, we'll go ahead and check out Lifeline. We'll be right back. What's up, Jack? Yeah, this was very unique song here, man. I mean, uh, we were talking before before the show just about how you kind of created that effect with sampling classic guitar parts. And the thing I didn't tell you, though, I, w- I was getting a feeling of like ancient Far East. Uh, I don't know if that was <laughs> running through your brain at any moment, but I don't know. Is that kind of off the wall or what well, were you doing? Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I have a friend who... um uh I play with and he played he's played the song live before who described it as like the inside of a potions shop so i understand it uh, evoking a sort of okay (laughs) it certainly wasn't in my head when i was making it as i was saying to you is um sort of an improvisational uh process or trying to produce very quickly by just throwing things through different effects and resampling things um almost to remove the thought process from it to a certain extent um so there's an, there's an aspect to that sort of sound world where it's a little bit mysterious to me. Like I have it programmed now and um, I made it from scratch, but it kind of just sort of fell into being through some various strokes of good. Well, I mean, uh, sticking with the mysterious theme here, it, it, I mean, almost from a philosophical standpoint with the song, um, it's kind of, it, it's unique. It's, it, throws you off guard it questions you know questions pop in your head what's going on here how is this going to resolve what's what's the deal what's the story similar feelings you might feel if you'd basically see a past friend just you know 
pass away or something and and you look at their social media feed and all of a sudden they're gone and it's like wait what happened you know it's like and it's like a similar uh kind of struggle in your brain just to kind of you know balance that is that yeah yeah i certainly think there's a a, a darkness and something that's hard to grapple with about both the lyrics, which, as you mentioned, um, the opening line is best friend died. It's all there in the Instagram archives. Um, I think on the, uh, on the flip side of that, one thing that I think happens on different moments in this same EP and it, on this song is there's a certain, I, I hope murkiness or complex sort of atmosphericness to um, the, the, the music, the instrumental parts, it sort of swirls around you in this um, immersive way. And then the, the lyric in this case, I find quite direct. I mean, it is about something that can be confusing and you know tragic, but it also is very frankly put. Um, so that was one thing that I was thinking about in making it is sort of that contrast of like complete murkiness and then a line that like couldn't be more direct. Yeah. That, and that's cool, man. So yeah, I want to touch on your background a bit, a, a very impressive uh, education background. So, you, I mean, you went to Yale University, um, and it seems like you've done, I guess, a lot there just with different events and different, uh, you know, documentaries and, you know, I don't know, it, it's pretty cool. But but one thing that jumped out to me was uh, you also studied uh, Afro-Cuban music while living in Havana. So when did that, was that after college or? Uh, I, I made uh, two trips, one during and one uh, for qu- quite a few months after. Um, yeah, which was a wonderful, wonderful time. I was super lucky to be able to go. Um, and yeah, I studied trace, which is this instrument. It's a Cuban instrument. There's also versions of it um, that appear in other parts of the Caribbean, um, which is super cool. I encourage everyone to check out sort of traditional trace playing and some hip contemporary trace playing, which pretty similar to guitar, as you can see, but sort of its own beast to learn. Um, and just, I, I did a oral history project while I was there that was somewhat more academic and interviewing people. And it was, but I was also just learning about rhythms and um, listening to a ton of music. And it's a place that's very close to my heart still. I'm doing a quick Google search on uh, Rye Cooter. I don't know if you've ever uh, yeah, for sure. studied him, but... Where, oh, there it is, the Buena Vista Social Club. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that documentary, but, but that was, was what it was about. He was kind of traveling all over the world, um, mostly like South America, I believe, and Cuba. And, it be, you know, having all these different musicians with these very obscure instruments, you know, all based around the guitar. And uh, I think he won a Grammy for that album. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was thinking about when uh, when I was kind of reading your story here. It's just a... A cool way to kind of broaden the horizons, you know, as a songwriter and a producer and yeah, get, kind of dip your toe into the world genre rather than just, you know, what most people are used to in the U.S., you know, just like blues, rock, folk and stuff like that. But um, is that kind of your mission moving forward, I guess? Uh, you mean to continue doing that stuff? Like, I mean, I, yeah, like Being traveling to different countries and, you know, yeah. feeling the culture. It's super uh, eye-opening. And um, I think there's a, there's an aspect of it too, where you feel like you're learning all this about all this music that's 
you know, you didn't know about it and it's completely new and it feels so different. There's another aspect to it where you learn the origins of things that you're familiar with. I mean, so much American music um, is inspired by Cuban music. There's a back and forth influence, obviously. Um, and so I think both can happen of like, you know, discovering things that are totally can feel sort of foreign to you. And on the flip side is you have these aha moments of, um, you know, wow, like, th this is a rhythm that I hear and this is where it comes from. And I think um, music history and sort of ethnomusicology and that those type of topics have become an important part of how I think about music. Like I want to know those types of things now yeah. when I'm hearing a record, you know, I want to know uh, why, you know, something might sound like it is, what the influences are with the, right. Um, yeah, who invented that? You know. Okay, so it sounds like you're you're teaching music and uh, uh, at I believe it's Ocean Hill. Yeah, I teach. I teach at a, okay. A school in Brooklyn. Um, uh, not quite a ethnomusicology topics. I teach seventh and eighth graders, but um, <laughs> super rewarding as well. And I I love teaching in various capacities. I teach, you know. All right. So what's your what the, this whole you know I've asked every artist the past year what how have you've the just the effect the pandemic has had on your life and career and how you've kind of adapted to it, maybe mm -hmm. how it's kind of pushed you down a different path. Yeah. Um, right. I'm, I'm, I make music. I've long made music pretty individually in that I love to produce things and I'm a big sort of music software person. And so a lot of this record that I've been mentioning, not that deep, um, I made while traveling, some of it in Cuba, some of it in other places from a laptop um, and then finished producing on my own. I would add other musicians to it, but um, it's a pretty individual process. And right in the months leading up to the pandemic, I had put a group together. We were performing this live um, and I was getting really excited about not only um, gigging around with the music and creating live versions of this repertoire, but also just sort of shifting to a more collaborative way of writing and you know bringing in drafts to people in real life and having that be sort of right. space of new songs they made um and then obviously it all that became not possible all of a sudden and so i think i reverted even farther to the thing that i had only just momentarily been thinking okay maybe this will no longer be the main aspect of my process and because obviously i you know i had spent certain time you know making nothing i think everyone went through some creative uh, not so creative periods during the past year, but there was also a lot of times where I was making a lot of things quickly, but very individualistically. So, you know, just in the past few months, as you know, I've been able to play with more people. I feel like I've been able to emerge from that. Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for both. There's a lot of things that have come out of the past year. I've written a lot of stuff that I like, but, um, you know, it's nice to be reminded now that I'm able to improvise with people again, that, uh, you know, how much that meant to me and means to me now. Cool, man. Cool. All right. So website, jackbroza.com is B-R-O-Z-A. And are you active on social media? Is there any platform yeah. that you use more than others? Yeah, find me on Instagram. Um, and then obviously Spotify and Bandcamp and all those good things. Jack Broza, B-R-O-Z-A, like you said. Awesome, man. Thanks for stopping by, man. We'll be keeping an eye on your stuff for sure. Congrats on over 200 episodes. Pretty amazing. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jack. All right. Next team we got coming up here is Anything by Nick Dwayne. Let's do it, Rob. Right there.
what this union was It all fits together much too conveniently Heart beating as we race through the night Hell bent on reaching Other side of this with you, my love. We can defeat anything. our eyes could we see our sacred place it's getting closer now and not so far away That was anything by Nick Dwayne. Another interesting tune from uh, Nick Dwayne. This one was uh, brought up some a few different influences. I mean, it's always kind of uh, fairly far in the past. I remember Bowie. Yeah, I, I don't hear Bowie on this one. What oh, I hear is sorry, I'm wrong. It's kind of a chain of of a few bands going backwards, starting with Midnight Oil, mm. and just more so because of the music. But I think the Midnight Oil singer stole some stuff from Rick Ocasek from The Doors. I always felt that. And so I, I hear a little Rick Ocasek here. He has a very unique like delivery in his vocals. You know, Nick does, Nick Twain. Um, kind of like this delayed, you know, dramatic, drawn out notes and points and stuff like that. And I, I was even going as far back as uh, uh, Jim Morrison and The Doors. Uh, so yeah, that's what I was feeling. It was very cool. Obviously it's a more modern take on all those influences, but what do you think, Joe? I think his production is getting better over time. Uh, it's, I think he's still using like canned drum beats, but I think he's getting better at using them. I mean, we've talked about that before. I think yeah. they're a lot more raw and more in the mix and easier to groove to it. I think on his vocal, uh, it reminded me of could be David Bowie influence, but I think that, or like, sort of like more of a flame, uh, flame flaming like flamboyant sort of vocalist you know what i mean i think you could use a lot more reverb i think it's a little dry maybe a stack or two to kind of fill it out too um i don't know that's my thoughts but uh yeah cool man coming out with a new song every couple of months i think right now he kind yeah. of disappeared for a while and then uh we've been hearing from him here and there so thanks for uh sending us your music once again mr nick Dwayne. so uh dave yeah i don't i got nothing man why don't you uh I normally have a good joke or something right about now, but I'm just hungry. <laughs> Man, I, I could just, I, can you feel the energy of like collective cabin fever? All over yeah, the yeah, exactly. It's building up, dude. I mean, the people are just, they're just dying to get out there and just start, you know, connecting with it's other coming. humans. It's coming. Yeah. 
So, all right. So, uh, let's see 30% off any service up for another four or five days in the store. Uh, Spring Fling 30 is the code. And uh, as always, thanks to Mr. Hicks, Robert Hicks, H I X V I D E O, uh, Hicks Video, helping us out, making us look a lot hotter than we are. And a lot more professional than we are, too. That's for sure. So uh, even though he's naked in a hotel room somewhere tonight, uh, we weren't live. But uh, it's uh, it's just fun to think about Rob naked in a hotel room. We think. Yeah, I man. Know. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So uh, no show next week, but uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Y'all have a great one. Not a mind we